Malaysia Global Innovation and Creativity Centre or MAGIC is an agency under Ministry of Entrepreneur Development MED of Malaysia. In this podcast, we'll be listening to Ms. Yasmin Rashid, Malaysia's social inclusion and vibrant entrepreneurship massive consultant on Social Enterprise 101 in conjunction with Social Enterprise Accreditation Guideline launched by MED. Hope everyone is doing fine today. My name is Yasmin Rashid and I will be starting today's session with a little bit of a Zumba warm-up. If you can rise from your chairs. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know some of you know me from the past. I do wear many hats but Zumba instructor is definitely not one of them. But welcome anyway. Thank you to all of you for making time come over to an amazing launch, which we hope will be able to enlighten you on some of the latest developments on social entrepreneurship. What I'm going to do is actually share with you a little bit about some latest developments from MAGIC. And for our friends who, I believe most of you are very familiar with the social entrepreneurship ecosystem. But um, if you can start the slides now. But I just want to highlight that MAGIC is back in action. We are now an agency under the Ministry of Entrepreneurial Development. We have been working quite tirelessly to work on rolling up some new innovative programs to try to reduce the gaps that currently exist in the SE ecosystem and also to inspire more young people and also not so young people to explore social entrepreneurship. Just want to draw your attention to something I think we should all be familiar with. Why i putting up this diagram is, I truly, truly believe, and this is from my personal experience, social entrepreneurship is the main driver for the future. Why do I believe so? If you look at all the 17 goals here, they are all geared towards one big agenda. To develop a planet of 7.7 .7 billion people in a sustainable manner, with sufficient jobs, addressing poverty, addressing food security, enhancing justice, enhancing better institutions, making sure partnerships are positive, protecting the environment, protecting people, protecting culture, protecting art and values. It's all in this blueprint for the planet. Most of the countries in the world subscribe to it. Thankfully, Malaysia is on that trajectory as well. This is the blueprint of developing sustainable communities. Business as usual has to change. Business as usual is a concept of the past. Business of the future is about making sure you're able to still generate profit, but profit with a conscience. Profit that benefits more people apart from just you, help improve lives, help improve institutions, and so on and so forth. That, in my humble and personal view, is what social entrepreneurship is all about. 
And in magic, we define it very, very clearly. Uh, I believe I'm sitting in a hall with several SEs that have been in the past accredited by magic. And our philosophy is very simple. SE is defined as an entity. It could be an NGO. It could be a Sindhya Brahat that has a very clear social or environmental mission. Our mission is to make sure that lives of people are dignified, income is increased, and the environment is protected. That's an example of a vision and mission of an NGO or Syndrome Brahan. It has to be clearly, clearly stated that this is your goal of your entity. Number two, must have a clearly defined target beneficiary. It could be turtles, tigers, it could be an ecosystem like mangroves, or it could also comprise of people that live in certain areas. The third aspect is to have a vibrant and solid business model. I think this is the most important part. Nak buat baik, semua orang boleh buat baik. Tapi yang penting, buat baik for a long period of time. And to be able to sustain doing something with good positive and social impact requires you to have a strong financial model on board. So SE, in short, should have these three elements that are very, very critical. And this is the kind of business spectrum um, that exists currently in Malaysia. There is the not-for-profit model, and there's also the for-profit model. Many of the essays that we have studied so far fall within this spectrum. I'm leaning towards the more for-profit side because SEs, if they're doing great job, making great impact on the ground, it's important to sustain the viability of the SE to enhance their growth, to scale them up. So why are we doing this? Why are we here to launch a guideline? Why are we here to share with you what are the benefits? As you know, the ministry has a big emphasis. In fact, I think the whole country has a big emphasis on uplifting communities across the spectrum, particularly the B40s. That's been actually a very strong national agenda. And there is a belief that through social entrepreneurship that we can change and transform businesses in this country to be more credible, impactful, and positive. So these are some of the indicators of why we believe by having this guideline and by having the accreditation we are able to generate more advantages and benefits for your SE. Not just from your brand value, but from your credibility, from social procurement, especially with government agencies, and also to ensure that the tax exemption that will be rolling out end of the year benefits all of you. I cannot reveal too much about the guidelines, but I think each of you already have that book. And if you can have a digital version of it, I think it's important to share 
And why you're here is because each and every one of you is an important community builder, community builder in your own network and ecosystem. In my opinion, there are no competitors. If this is something that is going to change how we uplift communities and livelihood in this country, I hope that after today, I will be working closely with all of you. Being a social entrepreneur myself, it's not really an easy journey because you have to do almost everything. And one of the strengths, I think, of some of the most amazing SEs I've experienced or get to know is the opportunity to get to talk and meet the founder. Founders of SEs are a special breed. Don't know how to explain or describe them because they're normally somehow either a professional in one field who've left their field to pursue their passion. Majority of them, like me, are accidental social entrepreneurs. We didn't start it to, with the intention to change people or change the world. We started because we felt for something or maybe we feel that we can do more and by doing more, maybe we can benefit more. To the founders in the room, do you agree? You know, some got from accountant, a good job, but they left to go help a group of people. What made them do this? What inspires them? What motivates them? The showcase behind you in the hall today will give you a perfect opportunities. Most of the founders are here. Most of the people who work for the founders who are truly inspiring as well as are here. So for students who are in the room, for lecturers, for friends, who's still wondering what is SE, the best way to know them is to strike a conversation and form a bond and friendship with them. If there was a formula to SE, I would like to know it, but to be honest, there's none. That's why these guidelines are important for us. I'm currently the program consultant of this program, Massive, although I'm not too massive myself. And we've got a tough task, especially when I have to pick up from my predecessors who've done a wonderful job. And my task is to work with all of you to narrow this gap so that we can create a vibrant SE ecosystem. What's a vibrant ISE ecosystem? Many things. Could be about more of you growing. Could be more of you having more shops in more states. Could be more of you changing the lives of people positively. Could be more of you giving education to those who don't have access to it. Could be some of you who've got inventions and ideas to give clean water to make food sustainably, and so on and so forth. The world is not short of problems. The world is short of solutions. So Massive really aims to drive this impact through, through our programs. And I humbly would like to talk to most of you after today to see how you can help us in this journey. So what do we have in store? 
For those who don't know what SE is or heard of it, want to find out more, want to immerse yourself to latest guidelines and latest information, we have the SE Masterclass. We'll be running 20 to 30 Masterclass in the country this year. We're rolling out the first Masterclass on 27th April. It is a one-day Masterclass. It's super intense. We're doing it in partnership with many other SEs and partners as well. The idea of that masterclass is when you're done with it, you would know the basics of how to define an SE. You would know the basics of the various models in which SE operates in this country and outside. Number three, maybe some tips and insiders information on how you can kick off, how to build your capacity, how to increase your assets so that you can grow this capacity, and lastly, how to tap onto accessible platforms. Now, the master classes are set to run all around several states in the country, and many of you have that opportunity where we can bring the master class to you. If you're a university and you have an entrepreneurship department, if you'd like to get a real-time Low down on what is SE, we'll be more than happy to come and run the masterclass at your premise. It could be a corporate who want to engage your employees to know more about SEs, because employees also, apart from nine to five, may have several ideas on how they can do good. Or you could be a community, community maybe of women entrepreneurs, maybe of youth entrepreneurs, and we would be more than happy to work with you to run this masterclass. The second thing that we have is the SE accreditation. I believe many of you here have also been previously accredited. And what this accreditation does, maybe I'm going to spoil the excitement a little bit, you'll be able to access government procurement. You'll be featured in a public directory that will be operated by MAGIC. And when the tax exemption benefits roll in, you will be online where the corporates and private companies can directly donate to your cause and gain tax exemption. This will be something we're working on along the pipeline. But what we're main focus now is if you satisfy the three criteria to define yourself as an SE, we welcome you to be accredited on this platform. The accreditation comes from MED. And after this accreditation, if you further your accreditation with MOF, that's where you get your tax exemption facilities. We understand SEs work on a very high-level course uh, trajectory. But companies find it hard to support you because you're not an NGO, you don't run a charity, you're a business. But when you do work with your community, you're very specific. And when you work with your community, sometimes other issues crop up. So maybe your work is really about improving housing for them. Along the way, you discover lack of educational opportunities, lack of programs for women in that community, and so forth. It's important to package the other areas of this course so that corporates can find a way that they can donate to enhance your cause. 
And we're also running an SE bootcamp. This will happen June 24th to July 7th. Because I'm on board now, this bootcamp would be totally different. I'm not sure how the bootcamp was run in the past, but it will be partially daytime. In the daytime, you'll be having immersions and master classes, keynotes, workshops, design thinking, business model canvassing. From the evening, you'll, be ha you'll have the opportunity to go on immersive trips with our partners to see for yourself how successful SEs operate. This bootcamp should be able to transform someone with a basic idea. And after the bootcamp, you should be confident enough with the right ammunition, with the right knowledge on board to actually consider starting your SE. Lastly, this is something we're rolling out in October called Bamangkin Usahawan Social Hebat or PUSH. PUSH is a program to scale or grow the SE up to the level where you're micro-franchise ready. Some of the SEs that we have worked with, I'm going to give an example, Walter Barber, for instance. It's just a barber shop, but the founder makes an effort to pick up kids from the street and train them to be professional barbers. There's hospitality skills, there's great conversational skills, and we feel that if every town has a Walter Barber, every town has the opportunity to benefit B40, create job opportunities. And that's all we have for this episode. Tune in to more of our podcast episodes only from EFM for Entrepreneurs by Entrepreneurs.